Hey everyone and welcome to the Ace, the Atomic Cinema Experiment or Sci-Fi Movie Podcast. I am Pierre and that over there is Tara. Greetings. And my cat Firefly is picking right now, right as we start, to start pestering <laughs> me. But hey, we talk about sci-fi movies and on this episode we actually are looking at a newer film. Uh, just to, the complete opposite of last week's movie, which was uh, The Day the Earth Stood Still. This week, we are looking at Bumblebee. Mm-hmm. Still a robot. Still a robot, yes. Uh, <laughs> several robots, in fact, in this case. Transforming robots. And I had wanted to see this. I was kind of excited because I'd heard good things. I liked the trailers, even though the previous five Transformer movies started off as only okay and then just kind of went into the pits of hell as they went along. Yeah, my experience is... I really did enjoy the first one when it came out because I hadn't really been subjected to so much Michael Bay yet, and mm-hmm. I remember that like opening scene with the with the with the Hilo and like taking out all the, the the people on that base was really awesome, and uh, then I went and saw the second one, and it was so bad and so weirdly racist that it and childish and I couldn't understand what was going on who was fighting who that I kind of just left the movie theater with a big headache and I just I hated the first one after I saw the second yeah. one because it was so bad and I hadn't seen any others Do you know what I, think it is? I think the first one almost got by because it was like the effects were so good you know they, they looked amazing right and mm-hmm. I think you uh, the music was pretty good I thought I think that was the one thing that was good about the movies is the the, the scores were pretty good but yeah and you know the sound design gets brought up a lot and it's yeah. true it is a cool sound effect but it, it got kind of by just in the, the novelty of it existing right and like they had peter uh, cullen who does uh uh the optimus prime voice like they had him mm-hmm. do the optimus prime it was uh, and then too it was like here here's really what these films really are and it kind of like pointed at the flaws of the first one although two is definitely much 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 worse uh and then yeah. I, I saw three which was a little bit better than two but i mean not saying much is that the one with the dinosaur no that's four which i also saw Ooh. unfortunately okay and that was a painful experience i never saw five even though like because at that point i'd like i i know what these are i'm not going to do it again even though one of the trailers for Five, the last night, I actually thought was pretty good, but I knew the I knew the movie was wasn't going to deliver what that trailer gave me, which is that this young girl kind of befriends the Autobots and kind of becomes like a main character. And I was like, okay, I like the idea of of that, mm-hmm. uh, which amusingly is kind of what Bumblebee is. Although Haley Steinfeld's a bit older than that kid, but um, yeah, Four was the one where the the the, the it's Mark Wahlberg and his teenage daughter's boyfriend. I think I know where you're going because I think I've heard about this. Yes, yeah, so he's older than she <laughs> like is. Explaining why it's okay to have sex with an underage woman. Yes, <laughs> uh, it's the Romeo and Juliet clause. Because they were dating before he turned eighteen, it's okay. And I don't even necessarily hate that logic. The problem is, is he whips out this rule on a laminated card that he keeps in his wallet. Ooh, that's suspicious. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, like, like let's say two seventeen-year-olds are dating, and one's obviously going to turn eighteen first. Like I'm not going to look at them and go, "Oh, that's super wrong." He's he's eighteen, you know, three <laughs> months before she is. Like, you know, whatever. But 
laminated card and shows it shows this to her dad. He whips it out and shows it to her dad. Mm. And I'm Do like, the lines sound very practiced? Like he's done this before. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, so <laughs> that that you know that and the rest of the movie was just boring. Uh, but that scene stuck out to me as just being like the like te- you know peak Michael Bay stupidity and <laughs> offensiveness that I'm just like you know what I don't need any more of this. And then Bumblebee exists, and Bumblebee is not by Michael Bay. It's the first Transformers movie not directed by Michael Bay, and it's set in the eighties. It's Hilly Steinfeld, who who I quite like, and it, it it seems to be more of an eighties movie, not just in the fact that it's set in the eighties, but in the sense that it's it's kind of you know kind of an ET story is you know the alien robot befriends teenage girl and yeah there's a lot of parallels to ET mm-hmm. enough to the point where it was a bit distracting like I think I've seen this movie before <laughs> yeah so we'll start spoiler free anyway we'll give you a warning in the middle before we get into spoilers uh, mm-hmm. but yeah so yeah Bumblebee is, is this you know Cybertron wars raging and Bumblebee sent to Earth because Optimus thinks earth may be a good place to to hide out once cybertron's gone and bumblebee comes down he gets injured in a fight with starstream and then ultimately uh, ends up kind of injured but he gets picked up by Haley steinfeld's character uh, charlie and they form a friendship and of course there's other decepticons who show up hunting them and they kind of end up loosely working with john cena who's like this evil uh well, he's not evil cartoon he's, He's, he's uh, Agent Burns. He's kind of like this this gruff, you know, military dude. But he, mm-hmm. you get the sense that by the end he's probably going to be okay. But like for the first like most of the move, you know, first like two thirds, three quarters, he's going to be like, ah, these alien scum are going to have to kill them all. Like you know, because mm-hmm. literally Bumblebee lands and the first thing they do is like start shooting at him. It's like just uh, just open fire. <laughs> I'm not I'm not saying yeah. it's not believable. I'm just saying, you know. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, they're clearly setting up to be like the, maybe not the villains, but like the obstacle, the main obstacle yeah. in order for Bumblebee to be able to have a life there. Um, I did want to say that I liked the opening of with all the Cybertron stuff because yeah. right away it tells you this isn't Michael Bay's film because you could tell that the robots are different, that they look different from each other, and you could see who's fighting who, and how the the fighting scenes don't just look like two meshes of metal garbage yeah. <laughs> like flying around it's that is, it, it right away tells you that you're watching a movie that you can tolerate absolutely that that's true throughout the film whenever those two transformers fighting you can actually follow the fight like it's hand-to-hand combat with giant robots but you can follow it you can see them blocking and dodging you can you can understand yeah. the sequence it looks like they just they use like a mocap for it like with just actual fighters it mm. looked like people fighting i thought that was really well done and the colors are a lot brighter so you know you can you can kind of tell who's fighting because everybody's primary color it's it's brighter it's bolder um and on top of that if you're a transformers fan and i wouldn't say i am necessarily although i still prefer these designs to the the movie designs from the previous movies i have zero connection to the cartoons but this this is the this uh, this is more based on the cartoon designs this is more the g1 like optimus and bumblebee and you know the fact that he's he's a he's a little beetle like that's that's from the cartoon um okay but uh i like the face mask that comes down it's a cool design yeah uh so i mean you like that about it but i mean i'm going to ask the question now did you enjoy bumblebee 
Um, I'm kind of neutral on it. Like, I don't think it's a bad movie, but it's definitely not a movie for me. That's like, I'm not the audience. <laughs> what, 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 why is it not for you? Is it because you don't like Transformers, or is it because you don't like this type of uh, befriending an alien kind of movie? Well, as far as befriending an alien movie goes, um, I do love E.T. Uh, <laughs> I think E.T. is a fantastic film. Um, it also had a lot of like Herbie the Love Bug, which is a movie that I enjoyed a lot of growing up. Um, I think the movie is just a little bit too silly for me still. And okay. a lot of the action um, by the end, there was just so much action upon action that I did kind of get a little bored of it. That's fair. That's fair. I um, never saw Herbie, although I'm familiar with the concept. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, it's funny you compare it to ET, but I was getting way more like Iron Giant vibes, and not just because it's metal, but because okay. Well, I have a confession to make. I've uh, never seen the Iron Giant, <laughs> which I know I I've been dreading saying that, but I knew I know it's on our list, so it's going to come up eventually. <laughs> the show's cancelled. Tower's fired. Thanks for oh, thanks for your support, okay. guys. Uh, <laughs> Oh, Iron Giant's so good. See, I know, I've been hearing that for a long time. See, see if you come out with the Iron Giant and say, oh, it's too like E.T., I'm, <laughs> I'm going to be upset. <laughs> what I'm, if I say it's too Bumblebee? I'll be even more upset. <laughs> okay. Well, did you like it? Um, I would say, no, I did. I, I didn't love it. I don't think it's a great movie. I think it's a solid movie. I think it's easily the best Transformers movie. Like, easily. Easily. Yeah, because yeah. I, I could follow the fights. Um, I liked Charlie. I thought she was a very likable character. Um, her her whole plot, her whole like you know the you know the, her da- dad was you know died before the start of the movie, and she's struggling to deal with that. Her entire thing felt like an eighties movie plot. Like the, this is what the main character is like struggling with. You mean because they set up the whole like diving thing, and then by the oh I I can't talk about it yet. <laughs> yes, no spoilers. Behind the spoilers. Behind <laughs> <are> spoilers. <laughs> You've already well, you've said it. too much. There's diving. You've said too much. Well, they set that up early. They do. They do. Um, and <laughs> soundtrack's really good. There's a lot of eighties music. Uh, music plays a big theme in yeah. this because Bumblebee used you know because if you know from the previous movies he uses the radio to like talk. Um, so they kind of like it's gradually built to that in this. Not a whole lot of score though. Like I noticed a mm. lot of scenes where I thought they could really use some score here, and it was just kind of silent. Yeah, and I agree. The music wasn't as good as the soundtrack was good, but the the the, the score wasn't as good as the 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 main movies. Um, I mean, I never saw the fifth one, so I assume that had the similar kind of score. Mm-hmm. Um, don't get me wrong. I mean, the scores in the other movies aren't amazing. They're kind of like you know the the composer whose name I can't remember uh, is clearly trying to be Hans Zimmer, but I'll I'll take knockoff Hans Zimmer quite happily. <laughs> you know, I'm yeah. not going to complain. I agree. I mean, if you're going to take, take from the best. Yeah. <laughs> but uh so no i like the, I like, the, I like the music um i like the characters for the most part um some you know i like, I like charlie a lot is what i'm saying and then the, the love interest charlie is great um I, mimo his name is uh he i thought he i, I thought they had a nice awkward chemistry that kind of worked uh, i didn't like it. yeah like him? <laughs> no i didn't like his character like i think you can make the same movie without him and it would have been fine that's fair. He he oddly didn't really factor into the third act that much. I'll give you that. It was kind of weird how he was just kind of gone. Yeah, he seemed like a 
like a very unneeded character to tell the story. But like guys, he doesn't really do a whole lot for for even Haley Steinfeld's character. Like, not a whole lot has changed. Like, I don't understand why he was in it at all. I can, I can argue with it because it, you know if you take him out, nothing really changes that much. It's not like she has this touching romance with him or anything like that. Um, no, not really. Uh, scene is okay <laughs> as Agent Burns. He's got charisma. Um, he's uh, you know, I actually you know just uh one of the lines that I love here is uh, so the Decepticons basically try and trick the american government you know the military into working with them and i mm-hmm. love that you know john cena pointed out they're called decepticons does that <laughs> not, not raise... a red flag <laughs> like i am so I glad someone said that <laughs> he had two really great lines i thought like two moments that made me bust out laughing and i actually didn't think that he was that great in the movie i thought everybody except for the main character was actually kind of a cartoon and John Cena even though I really do like John Cena I think he's I think he's really great he's really funny in the films that he's in, in even in this one too I think I, I, do, I think I actually agree that they are all kind of two dimensional but I, I just don't mind that I guess that much because I, 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 yeah. I, I guess it fits kind of the archetype of the movie they're trying to make I don't think but Haley is... Steinfeld's in a movie that's different than all the rest of them because like, <laughs> she's she's given it like she's putting all putting all of her acting skills in it and she's she's great like she's well she's the best she's part. the reason to watch the movie yeah she, there's no doubt she's the best part of the movie um and I, I i think the reason why like i i mostly enjoy this is because i typically really get into these types of stories where it's like the the, the kid or whatever like has the robot friend and everyone else thinks it's a threat but the kid the kid knows it's no no this this real like this is a person that the, the robot has feelings or mm-hmm. the alien has feelings, or the monster has feelings. You know, it's Peach Dragon, it's uh, you know Iron Giant, it's whatever. It's all these mm-hmm. things. I love that kind of trope, I guess, because I I I think it's it, it speaks to me in a way that this idea that like humanity isn't really about being human. Like, mm-hmm. it's it's about more than that, and that really speaks to me as a storytelling uh, mechanic. Yeah. I mean, it's a trope that's used in Star Trek all the time. We look at alien races in order to analyze our own. <sighs> Ding. That was a that was <laughs> such a broad way to get a Star Trek. That was that was weak sauce. I'll I'll respect a good segue to Star Trek. I will. When you pull a good one off, I'll respect it, but that was weak sauce. Okay. I mean, I'd say that this story was done better with data. Seven seasons <laughs> of data. How about that? Was the military hunting down data though? And like you were. Uh, like... there is this, there is an episode okay. about that. You haven't come up to it yet. Mm-hmm. Okay, and Picard was like, "No, leave him alone. He's our robot." <laughs> you are describing Measure of a Man. It is a fantastic <laughs> episode. <laughs> no, I uh, no, I liked it. I, I didn't love it. I thought it was I thought it was good, um, but not great. And I, I think because I, I appreciated that it was trying to do the eighties tropes. It was trying to feel like an eighties movie. Um, and I enjoyed those elements to it because I like those types of movies. I will say though, I didn't think it was very successful though. Well, that's what that. I was, that's what I was going to say. That it, it didn't necessarily achieve it. it. It didn't achieve the authenticity that I think something like Stranger Things or um, even something like Turbo Kid uh, did, where it, it, it's trying really hard, and I'm I'm getting like elements of it, but it it doesn't necessarily feel like it's genuinely of that time. 
Um, it's yeah. it's almost like a, it's kind of the same thing that Captain Marvel did with the 90s where it just kind of relied on the music soundtrack to remind you that it was the 90s the whole time. And in this case, mm-hmm. it's the 80s the whole time. Right, right. Well, Captain Marvel had the whole blockbuster scene and then after that, it was like no mention of 90s. Yeah, which is fine because with Captain Marvel, like, it it just had to be set in the past. It just happened to be the nineties because it was like set before the other movies. It it wasn't like oh this whole the nineties is integral to the plot of this movie. You know, it's just that just happens yeah. to be when it needs to be set because it's before the others. Yeah, uh, it's the same thing here. It's all in the eighties because well, it has to be before all the other movies, and you know. We might as mm-hmm. well make it more of a period because, because let's say they set it because the first Transformers came out in two thousand seven. If they'd set this in two thousand three, it'd be like, well, this is kind of weird. It's just like slightly before. And... It's not enough to be nostalgic for either. Yeah. So you would have to go back further just so people can have a connection to it. Yeah. I mean, what's two thousand three? Smash Mouth? Like, <laughs> I don't, I don't know what two thousand three would be. Somebody once told me the world was. Yeah, gone nobody wants to watch a movie with that soundtrack. So, sorry, Shrek. <laughs> Excuse me. That was originally in Mystery Men, and I do want to watch Mystery Men. I will have you know. Is that on our list? Is science fiction enough? It's set in the future. All right. And an all. It's and been and a while since yeah. I've seen it. I don't know if I'd count it as sci-fi though, because I'd say it's more of a superhero thing. And typically, superheroes, I just even even though technically Superman's an alien, I don't really count Superman as science fiction, even though there's a lot okay. of sci-fi in it. Uh, I think yeah, I think I would agree with that. Yeah, it's fine. You can keep it for your other channels. It's a superhero. Other yeah. channels? How many channels do you think we have? <laughs> other shows. Excuse me. Podcast channels. I I have to, uh, you know what. Tara's a rookie. I have to. Have to I'm point still learning. Out. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I need you to hold my hand. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah actually, it's pretty good. I kind of like the uh, the like you know when the the, the 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 plot gets going and the the big you know climax, the third act. One of the things that I appreciated about it is that it wasn't like that big. It was actually a relatively small thing. It was just we have to stop the two Decepticons from doing something. That is it. And mm-hmm. it wasn't like the Decepticons were trying to like destroy the world or set off a nuker. It was really sort of simple simple yeah. goal, just do this and that's that's how you save the day and that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um and I appreciate Are we that. getting into spoilers or not yet. I would uh, that, that okay. was that was that was fairly spoiler free. At least I think Yeah, I kinda had that uh, I don't know. I, I was a bit checked out at the end. I agree. I'm glad it wasn't like a planet ending. Well, I guess it sort of was if the Decepticons are successful, but it, you're right. Um, it is better, but I still had that like Aquaman feeling of there's just so much action that I just okay. kind of tune out. <laughs> I can see that. I mean, I don't think it's as bad as something like Aquaman, whereas Aquaman, because Aquaman literally has two armies fighting at the, in the third act, where I'm like, I... Right. I I, even, that's an extreme example, because yeah. that one had so much action that my brain couldn't process it, and it actually put me to sleep, so... Yeah. I never <laughs> quite got to that with this. I, I felt like this was a bit more pared down uh, compared to, <laughs> you know, other Transformers movies or, or whatever else. It, yeah, if I'm comparing this to another Transformer film, this is like a 10 out of 10, so... But yeah, I think I think we'll we'll get into spoilers now. Then uh, we'll we'll talk about spoilers, you know, for what for for what there is. I, I don't know if there's like a ton of stuff that I feel like we need to spoil in terms of like where the plot goes. Um, no, not really. I, I do want to talk a little bit about the there's like a scientist dude that comes with John Cena when they're like 
because they, they they get like a a hint that there's been more robots landed, and it is like a mildly amusing scene where this guy's like obsessed with his car and like he's like don't hit my car please, and then a second one comes and you know crushes his car. Um, although the, I'll be honest, the funnier part of this scene is when the the transformer just vaporizes him and he just like plot, he just pops into the balloon. <laughs> yeah. That I enjoy. He even says, "I like the way they pop." Yeah, like, Ooh, that's I'm terrifying. Like, <laughs> yeah, well, he does. It was a, it was a good effect though. I really like that as well because I wasn't expecting like something like a bucket of wet goo <laughs> to basically be the what the person is. It was basically like how you do like a really like violent exploding gory death but on a pg you just you just didn't make it a goo like a colored goo you know green yeah. goo and that's it there you go <laughs> um but you know so they come and meet them and there's a scientist who comes with them who is like determined to like work with them and study them there's a scene like after they've like agreed to work with them there's a scene where he's in the lab and he's like talking about like you know looking at their parts and their energy and he's like he sounds like he's going to have an orgasm when he's talking about them. He's like so enthusiastic. That he, he was really putting me off. You were talking about caricatures. This guy was a caricature of, an, of a character. Yeah, I actually thought, you know, in the beginning that we were moving away from that type of Michael Bay style where like, because in all of his Transformers films, the human characters are just awful, awful people. They're all like super caricatures and... His parents, especially, I remember in the second one, were just unbearable. Oh yeah. But, and uh, I thought, you know, with the characters that we we were meeting in this movie it was a lot better. I especially liked the the characters who were the the older men who were running the shop. Like they yeah. were really funny. They seemed like real people also, and not caricatures. But then we as as the movie was going, like we started to get more of those people who were just sort of cartoons. Yeah, the military, maybe the bully as well. The 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 you know the the girl who had the, the license plate saying "You wish," which I'm not, yeah, I'm not gonna lie, I did chuckle when it said that <laughs> when, I, when I noticed it said "You wish." It it was almost like she just got that so that anyone who's like remotely jealous and then catches the license plate, it's like, damn it. <laughs> yeah, well, this was sort of their failed attempt to be like an '80s movie, also. Kind of, yeah. This was the, because uh, I think they were just there to remind you that we were in the 80s. Because, you know, Charlie doesn't really dress like how you imagine the 80s is, but all of these popular girls do. And they have the whole uh, contest thing where they're trying to do something brave. And then the the girl who needs to prove herself is going to be the hero. Yeah. Of course, she chickens out, but you know that's going to come back and it does. And <laughs> I was wondering how are they going to put diving into the main storyline for saving the day and i still don't really understand how it worked she kind of just dove in to save bumblebee but all she did was just dive in there and say hello and then he was saved yeah i don't know <laughs> yes um what the other thing about the diving thing was is it was the sort of the honky guy that she was kind of eyeing up at the start who who was saying hey you should jump in as well and nothing ever really came of him he was just kind of like dropped from the movie after that point uh yeah and then the bully said is really nasty she makes fun of her for having you know, for her dad dying and this gives us a reason for our, our character basically exists so that we can have some bonding with charlie and bumblebee and uh, mimo where they 
you know they, they go to the house and try and egg it and you know bumblebee ends up crushing the car and it's it's a fun sequence yeah that that was fun i did enjoy because it, it was just really cute <laughs> it was a cute scene yeah i mean again like i feel like nothing in this movie is really setting your world on fire and that's kind of okay it's just kind of like a solid you know yeah adventure it was, for a, us. It was a fine movie like it just I don't think I'm the audience for it. You know, I have no attachment to Transformers. Yeah. I think kids would probably really like it. And it's a natural movie that doesn't have like dirty jokes in it. So it's still good for kids. And, you know, I'm sure they really like it. (laughs) Or people who are fans of the cartoon or used to be fans of the cartoon are going to be happy to see something that was a lot closer to what they remember. Um, As you know, it's a movie that I didn't mind sitting through, but it's not a movie I'll ever watch again. Yeah, that's fair. I could maybe watch it again. I don't know. Like, I'm not in any rush, but like, <laughs> like I could. Yeah. No. It, like yeah. we we have um, uh, John Cena's character who, you know, Bumblebee saves him at one point because you know he's in a helicopter and the, the Decepticons, you know, smash the helicopter and it's diving for for death and. Bumblebee like, jumps in and grabs it, and because of this, John Cena knows that he can trust him now. He's a fellow soldier, and he it ends with him giving him this salute, uh, which is a, it's a fun moment because uh, Bumblebee instead of so dumb. instead of saluting does the end of Breakfast Club because he's been watching Breakfast Club over and over again. Uh, it was such a dumb scene. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't know what it is like it it's like Haley Steinfeld is. So is so good, and like every line she says just sounds natural. And then John Cena is just this cartoon of a military officer, and it's like they're in two different movies. He's a cartoon. He's an entertaining cartoon, though. I will say, yeah, like my favorite part, my favorite lines are the ones that he has that really got me laughing. What was, there was the other one? The one that you brought up earlier, yeah. and then the one with the with like the Steve Carell or not Steve Carell dad stepdad oh i know what this is because i laughed at and this he was saying something like he admitted to stealing something when he was <laughs> when, when he, he was younger yeah. and then john cena's like we know <laughs> that didn't make me that laugh didn't get me. that was really funny <laughs> but but again it, it's just it's a really funny scene but it, it's it doesn't feel like i don't know the movie just kind of seems like a mess to me they can't get the tone quite right okay um, that's fair uh, it just seems like two many different movies in one. I know a lot, a lot of people were excited because the director, uh, Travis Knight, did, who did Kubo and the Two Strings, was directing this, mm. uh, which is a big difference. I didn't I, see that, but I heard it was incredible. Yeah, it's on my list to see it. I never saw it either, but um, people were really excited because it was him. Um, I I mean, I wouldn't say it was a mess. Like I, I think it's a, I think it's a very solid movie for what it is. Like I think it's very... Mm-hmm. like. I, I feel like you're going, to, you're going to regret these words and deeds because we're going to see some really bad movies at some point on this show. Uh, actually, it's funny that it only took one movie for you to be less positive than me because I, f- I feel like I was expecting you to be more <laughs> positive in just about every scenario. Yeah, I mean, some movies just aren't made for me. It's all right. That's, yeah, that's fine. No, whatever. Yeah. I do really like Haley Steinfeld. She grew up in Thousand Oaks, where I'm from, so that's cool. <laughs> Oh, the actresses from my hometown girl yeah <laughs> yeah i feel like hilly steinfield's been like playing teenagers for a long time oh my god did you see edge of 17 
It's a great movie. I actually haven't. I, I like the trailer. It looked good. It's great. Uh, she deserved an Oscar nomination for that, but didn't get it. Damn. Watch it. Great Woody Harrelson as well. I think I saw her like... first time in Ender's Game, believe it or not. Yeah, I haven't seen that. I read the book and I really liked it, so I thought I wouldn't see the movie so it wouldn't ruin it. Because <laughs> I heard it was terrible. Yeah, I saw her in the Pitch Perfects and... I don't watch those movies. Oh, Barely Lethal is great. That's a movie that like didn't get good reviews and no one knows about, but I actually think it's fantastic. Barely Lethal? Yeah. She plays like a like a girl who's trained and brought up to be a, a super spy, but she like, escapes and goes to high school, so she's trying to integrate with like, regular teenagers, but she's like a total badass if shit goes down. It's, uh, Sophie Turner's in it as well. Uh, okay. Jessica Alba's the villain. <laughs> interesting um, <laughs> i haven't seen her in very much lately <laughs> yeah she's in the new bad boy spinoff that's coming out soon okay that's cool yeah, that's Good oh, for her. samuel jackson was in it that's right <laughs> well i like her from true grit so I mean, she's the things that i've seen her oh, in yeah. she's been great she's Uh-oh. solid i liked her in true grit uh see i, I like really a lot people people shit on it but i think it's a fun movie well, you've got me intrigued. I'll try to catch it. <laughs> yeah, True Grit's great, though. True Grit is great. Um, yeah. No, she, I mean, she has the best part of the movie. I mean, that, I mean to, to, to swing back around. I, I, it's funny that we went from, like, Day of the Earth and Still, where there's all these, like, messagings to talk about, and then we go to this movie <laughs> where there is no messages. There's nothing to really talk about. Um, you know, No, I thought there would be. I thought this would be, like, a coming-of-age story and the whole thing with their father and then the diving stuff, but it kind of falls flat for me. It, like any kind of message they were going to start. I mean, yeah, it's it's just. I mean, ultimately, her arc of the film is that she learns to actually appreciate the film she has. She she doesn't go with Bumblebee because she realizes that you know her stepdad, her mom, her her brother need her, and she's been kind of like ignoring them. You know, as, as they point out at the start of the film, she's kind of always moody looking and doesn't want to really interact with them. Uh, that said, though, I mean, Ron is a bit of a dick with the birthday present. He gives her a book on how to smile. Yeah. I mean. That's a dick move. Yeah, nobody wants that. <laughs> All I could it's think... the same joke that was in Captain Marvel. And, you know, when that <laughs> when that guy said it in Captain Marvel, my whole theater groaned. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> I sort of had the same response to this book. Yeah. I, I, I guess you could say, though, because this is set in the 80s, this is, like, long before someone like him might have been self-aware of this. This is, um, he genuinely yeah. thinks he's helping. Like, people who I think the 80s more. were a time of a lot of self-help books, too. I'm sure mm. he was, uh, thought he was doing the right thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, that's what it is. That's, that's... So, I, mean, I guess what I'm saying is here, this is, this film is nowhere near as deep. Um, I think it's solid and fun, uh, if nothing mm-hmm. exceptional, but it does mean that this is a much shorter episode than the first episode, so <laughs> just, uh, you know, they're not, they're well, not I'm glad we honest. watched it, you know. <laughs> no, I'm glad I saw it, I'm glad I got out of the way. I, I, I originally hoped to see it before we did our, like, top 10s of 2018, but I'm, I mean, having now seen it, it wouldn't have made my top 10, so I mean, in the end, it didn't really matter, but, uh, yeah, so, <laughs> Bumblebee. Yep. You want to rate it? We should rate it. Well, you're rating it. Well, like I said, I think 
this movie is trying to do a lot more than it delivers on. It has a really good look to it. Um, I did actually, you know, feel something for the robots, unlike the other Transformer movies. And, and Haley Steinfeld is great because it has that thing where you know Bumblebee gets captured, uh, you know, at the end of Act Two. And she has to make the proactive choice to try and go save him, even though she's going up against the military. <laughs> you know, she's yeah. A, she's an 18-year-old going up against the military. <laughs> but, uh, so, yeah. So, yeah, what, what are you rating it? So, but even though there's a lot of good in it, there's still just some glaring flaws that just take me out of the movie. And a lot of it just has to do with the with the acting and just the choices that were made for the script. So I don't think I'll watch it again. But it wasn't a horrible watch. I'm gonna give it a six. That's fair. So you know, it's good, <laughs> decent, good. Um, I, I, I understand there's an audience for this, but it's not me. I am going to go a little bit higher. I'm going to say seven out of ten. Um, which I would classify as good, not great, but um, perfectly enjoyable. Like I, I had no problem sitting through this, and uh, enough time passes, I probably could watch it again. So, mm-hmm. you know, um, I. Uh, yeah, I would say it's head and shoulders above the rest of Transformers movies. So if you've been waiting for Agreed. one that's not torture to watch, <laughs> and you care, about, I think if you care about these characters, you're probably super into this. You're probably like, yeah, this is like what I've been waiting for my whole life. Um, like if I was waiting on a good Turtles movie, that's probably how I'd feel if I finally got one. Luckily, the first Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is was actually fantastic and perfect, and I don't have to be upset that. Some of the new ones. I have ones seen it, shit. but it's been a long time. So. Oh, so good. My I, brother's a turtles guy, so we had a lot of turtles in the house. I I get so emotional during that movie. <laughs> so emotional. The ooze is the second one, right? Oh yeah, that's that's the one with Vanilla Ice. <laughs> Not just Vanilla Ice, but Sam Rockwell's in it. He's in the first one. Oh, okay, never mind. He's in I the thought first it was the second yeah. one. Young Sam Rockwell's in the first one. Second one has Vanilla Ice, also has Tokar and Razor, <laughs> and the Super Shredder. It's been a long time. I don't remember. What Should is... we add them to our list? They're not Are they sci-fi? Not really. What One is genuinely great, I think. Secret of the Use is not a good movie, but it's fun as a kid's movie, and I have a lot of nostalgia for it. And then Turtle's <laughs> Three is just pretty bad, and there's no real save in it. I think... I think I remember like the costumes somehow getting progressively worse with each film as they came out. I, I don't know if they were worse than two. I, th- I think two might have been the same as one, but three was definitely a big step down. Like they, they lowered the budgets. Like why not just use the same costumes? <laughs> oh, they don't act- have them anymore. Different actors inside the suits they couldn't fit. Maybe. All right. Don't know. Just a guess. <laughs> Maybe maybe someone stole them, and that's why the, the new ones are cheap. Is that it? does happen in Hollywood? Yeah. yeah, someone stole the turtles' outfits, just casually walking out of the the the, the warehouse with <laughs> these four turtle outfits. Yeah, I bet they could start a really cool band. Yeah, I don't I don't remember actually. It's, it's, way back when I was in high school, I remember hearing a story that someone like stole a computer, right? and it was like a big chunky like EMAC at the time, and I mm-hmm. thought. Who was just casually walking out of the building holding an emac? Is that and no one like questioned them? I guess if you just you're confident enough, they just assume you're supposed to be doing it. Yep. Oh, it must be the emac maintenance guy. Yeah, the repair man. He's here. He's just taking it away. <laughs> to work on it. That's all that is. I was like, whoa. 
anyway, that that has been a uh, bumblebee, uh, which got a six and a seven. Which I get if we're doing averages at the end, that's a six point five on the experiment. I'm okay with that rating. Yeah, yeah. So there you go. That's uh, that's bumblebee. So I mean, you 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 did say to me after we recorded the first episode that you would like us to tell them what their next movie is going to be, and I'm okay with that. I'm a little concerned that eventually we might want to switch things around after we've recorded some of them. Okay. But we can tell them if you want to tell them the next movie. I don't have the list up. Do you know what it is? Oh, I can. Yeah, I can tell you. It's uh, Altered States. We're doing Altered States next week. Oh, fun. There you go. I haven't seen that movie in a long time. Uh, I'm I excited have, to see if it's as good as I remember. I have never seen the movie, so it is a complete main voyage for me. So we'll we'll see how it goes, but uh, that's that's coming up next. Uh, as for uh, outroing the show here, you can of course let us know what you think of Bumblebee in the comments. You can like and subscribe, and you can support us that way. You can support us financially over at Patreon.com for one for as little as one dollar, and you can get bonus episodes of certain things, including this show starting in May. There'll be a bonus episode exclusive to Patreon every month for one dollar for the one dollar tier. Uh, along with a bonus episode of Screams After Midnight or horror movie podcast that I do with Tim. So. By all means, please uh, go have a look and see if you if you're willing to you know get some exclusives and support us and feel warm and fuzzy in the inside. Uh, otherwise, you can get us on Twitter at mail underscore fuzz for channel updates, and you can check out some merchandise at the stores. There's a US and a UK store. There's links in the description to both of those. Uh, but otherwise, that is us. Uh, Tara, would you like to promote anything else that we do on the channel? Watch the Star Trek reviews; they're awesome. I always promote the same you thing. Did. You did. You promoted <laughs> that last time. I was hoping that... Okay, so instead of watching the old Star Treks, watch Star Trek Discovery reviews. It's its I, own show. I thought you were going to promote our Twilight Zone reviews since you're on those. Oh, uh, yeah, but then they'll have to watch me. <laughs> I don't know if they want to do that. If they've made it this far in this, this episode, the... <laughs> they're clearly on board all right watch me do the uh twilight zone reviews it's a it's a nice uh look back at how terrible i am <laughs> how far i've come <laughs> well it depends what episode they watch if they watch like a recent one it might be you know you and your your current prime tower mode okay yeah I like, yeah I like the idea that someone's watching this and they heard me say that and they went Wait, this is the good version of Tara. <laughs> what was the bad version like? What was the what was the what was the uh, the, the 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 novice Tara like? Yep, enjoy. <laughs> Sometimes I like to go back and watch them just to see how far I've come. Even though it's been like five weeks. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I'm just kidding. I just like to watch myself. <laughs> that sounds worse than the previous thing you said well i'm trying to be honest <laughs> you know people have been watching this review for this long even though we stopped talking about the movie a long time ago they deserve honesty okay is there anything i'd like to be honest about now's the time peter the floor is yours I think these reviews would be much better if Tara was cosplaying as Ripley the whole time because she's got the hair for it. I do. That's my honesty. Mm. I'll make a note of it. Yeah, you get that blue jumpsuit from Alien. Mm. 
once we review Alien. <laughs> Someday. That and like a be- doll. <laughs> that has been test subject number two on the Atomic Cinema Experiment. So thank you very much for watching once again. Uh, we always appreciate it. Keep watching sci-fi movies. Computer at Salsa. <laughs>